It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. Hi, Darren. Hey, Sam. Morning. Story dominating Dispatch online at the moment. Headlines locally, nationally, and even internationally. The tragic tale of 21 young lives lost at the Enyobeni Tavern in Scenery Park this past weekend. Buffalo City Municipality spokesperson Sam Nguenya joins us on the show now. Sam, thanks for joining us. Not the easiest time for you in the municipality, is it? Um, good day, Darren. Um, absolutely, it's been a very, very sad period of time for us. Um, we woke up on Sunday to almost disbelief and shock, and we had to, within no time, descend upon a scenario park our premier, the MECs, our leadership on the ground, including up to the level of the Minister of Police. So it was it was a very, very, very um, crude awakening, I think, for us on that on that day. And since then, I mean, we've gone through so many emotions as a city, as a country. I mean, I think even the president at some point, uh, when he was overseas, he had to convey messages. So it's been that type of a week for us. It's a very sad week. I think it's the biggest saddest tragedy we've ever experienced in our lifetime as a city. And and, and, and since then, you know, um, on Monday, the mayor had to call everyone in the city to regroup. And we went to meet the families for the first time. It was not easy. Uh, we did it through a church service. And we had to, you know, ask difficult questions. And also, you know, face those parents who had lost um, youngsters with such a bright future. And since then, you know, um, our leadership um, has been, you know, in touch with those people. I'm trying to work out a solution because we have to move forward. We have to pick up the pieces. And then and, and, and we have seen the provincial government, the national government, as well as ourselves, putting together resources and working with those families. And, and, and in the last few days, we have seen as well um, and the business community coming into the fore and also assisting these families. Um, none of us, I think, know what they're going through, but I think from a government point of view, we're just doing all that we can to try and make this um, terrible situation much easier for those that are affected. Now, the wounds are still very raw for the community. I know you've been in touch with them. What sentiments have been expressed to you as the municipality? And when you start having those difficult conversations about how do we prevent this happening again, what is happening in terms of that at the moment? You know, um, there's, a, there's a level of anger which was displayed, I think, on Tuesday when we saw some of the youngsters marching. And we were able to channel that energy. You know, there's political parties on the ground to actually channel that instead of marching to go and bend down the, the actual tavern, but go and, memo- and then light, lit up, light up candles and, and do something memorial for the spirits of those that passed away. So we've been able to quell down that area. Um, of course, the next stage is where the people are trying to find point fingers who is responsible and we've been trying to rally that message to say let's give police enough time to you know to do their investigation and come up instead of speculating and then of course they they they, they, they another issue that has been coming very strongly from the youth, youth at scenario park is the fact that um the mere fact that they had to be in such places is because there's not enough recreational facilities within the area and those are the conversations that we are having through the White Councillor, through our leadership as, as a metro to say, what best can we actually look into service delivery in the area and what programs can we do? I know this is the youth month 
for those young people in that area to rechannel this. Um, of course, there's an element of counselling that is taking place. The provincial social development is coming in on that area. So it's a, it, it, it's a day at a time, you know. Um, but what is important is that we try and channel these emotions. All of us are, are angry. All of us are bitter. And all of us, you know, it's going to take a while. So, But let's have conversation that are, are looking into the mirror, including ourselves as government, in terms of the role that we played and we could have played better in preventing this situation. I've heard talk of a mass funeral for the victims coming up next week. Can you confirm? Yes, um, the, the provincial government and ourselves have had a consent with the families and they've agreed that um, we must have a mass funeral next week, Wednesday, the 6th of July. Um, that is going to help a lot because we want to channel our resources. We've seen funeral parlors donating. We've seen private companies. We've seen political organizations putting food vouchers, you know, donating to the funeral service. So we wanted something that's going to channel that into a one basket in terms of resources. Of course, we're trying to do this, Darren, without making them feel that um, they're being looked down upon. You know, when you even when you offer something to people, you must do it with dignity. So we, we, we've got that um, planned, and, and, and we're hoping that we're going to put together a dignified send-off for all those youngsters, and then we'll be able to put together a ceremony that all of us can remember in terms of their memories. As you've suggested, I think some space and time now for the police to do their job. Are you in close communication with them? Is the indication that they'll have an answer as to what caused the deaths in the near future? Well, the, the statement that has come down from the provincial um, police commissioner is that, you know, they, 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 they've released now the bodies to the, to the parents. They, they've taken the samples and they're busy doing the test. So um, the message is that no one must speculate until that is consent. Of course, we, there are other conversations that are related that are linked to this. I mean, from a municipal point of view, we've had to come out and clear the issues around um, the rezoning of the area, as well as the fact that the area, in terms of its plan, the liquor board has had to have a conversation around the issues of the license and the trading hours. And that all is going to form part of the police investigation. I think ultimately what we want is that the, 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 the investigation that's going to take place must actually be very concrete so that we can actually not only get to the bottom of the cause of death, but also on the issues that led to this, which have not been actually been tightened enough. And also maybe we can actually take this and make it as a lesson in terms of the cause we've got many taverns in the city. Difficult times for us all. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today. Buffalo City Municipality spokesperson Sam Nguenya. Have a good day, Sam. Thank you, thank you, Darren. Hi, Darren. We're catching up now with Mgwebi Msia. He's a spokesperson for the Eastern Cape Liquor Board. There have been questions asked around the tragic happenings at Scenery Park this past weekend about the validity of the liquor license for the venue and whether all the boxes were ticked when it was granted. Mgwebi, thanks for joining us. Can you answer any of those questions, please? Yes, yes, the license the license is, is valid. It's a legitimate uh, a trading license that was granted uh, appropriately after all the steps were taken for the license. Uh, so in terms of our records, the license is valid. Have there not been any reports of underage drinking at this particular tavern before that have been investigated? Look, unfortunately, we haven't. I must say this, uh, uh, despite the fact that we that there's, there's, there seems to be quite a number of of, of reports that uh, you know there have been cases of underage people getting into that uh, liquor outlet. However, as the liquor board, we have not received any such reports from from the community. Ngwebi, also, there have been suggestions 
that the liquor board had not inspected the premises before and after the licensing process? No, we, we did. We did all that uh, at the time where we were actually processing this application. We we inspected we inspected that establishment and granted the liquor license on the basis of the inspection that we had done and satisfied ourselves that the the establishment indeed was uh, meeting our criteria so we did that however we we have no no i mean uh, noticed now that uh, there have been some alterations and so on to the original plan that we had approved as the Eastern Cape Liquor Board. So, it, it, you know, the license was, was was granted legitimately. The establishment did meet all the, I mean, all the criteria and in, including two exits, by the way. If you look at the plan that we approved, it had two exits by the time we approved it. So that is why we're equally surprised that all of a sudden there have been alterations and we're never informed, by the way, about those alterations. Feelings in the community are understandably still very raw and painful. Is there any assurance you can offer that this sort of thing is not likely to happen again? Are there any additional measures you can put in place? Look, Darren, what, what we're saying is that, uh, first of all, this should not have happened. We, we, we were very, very sorry. We we're very devastated about this. This should not have happened at all. Yes, yes, indeed. We will put together quite, you know, very, very intensive program to ensure that uh, we continue to educate liquor traders about responsible trading, about the importance of compliance, but also other programs that will seek to empower communities about how to report these cases, how they can actually access liquor board with information relating to non-compliance in these liquor outlets. So we're going to come up with a very, very uh, I mean, a comprehensive program. We don't want this to happen again. In, in the Eastern Cape. Not, not everywhere, by the way. It's tragic. So we don't want it to happen. And we do hope that even with other, I mean, other liquor traders, this is a lesson. This is a lesson to all of us. This is a lesson to liquor traders that they must start to take uh, you know, uh, compliance with the seriousness it deserves. We'll leave it there for now. It's a painful incident, painful memories for many in the Eastern Cape and beyond. Mgwebi Nsia, spokesperson for the East Cape Liquor Board, thanks for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.